Reading from the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, chapter 4, text 112. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Tesham Atobahu bidha deva dulaba raja sampada. The eldest of these brothers rules the state out of love for the supreme personality of Godhead. Thus, his kingdom is rich in all sorts of assets rarely enjoyed by the demigods. Om Ajnana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksuram Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Banchakalpa Tarubhyas Chakripa Sindhu Bhayevaja Potitanam Pabane Pyo Vaishnave Pyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so, wonderful, wonderful stay in Sridham Mayapur, Odaryadam, the land of magnanimity or grace, which means that you can achieve more than your effort or qualification. So it's a nice experience. And... So many relationships because I was giving class for about 10 years or something every day in the Vaishnava Academy to about 60 or 70 devotees and with the best Russian translators. So it was really, that's really a great thing to do. And this time in Yugala and Jagadish's house on the roof, they have an even bigger hall that they're doing for their Russian Shastra. So that's really nice too. Anyway, I think we really get into it. We know the the template of this, um, the search for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And we know their qualification. People are born in this world overcome by the dualities of desire and hate. But there's none in the devotee. They're only concerned for God's pleasure. If the ultimate reality is love, then people are thinking about others before themselves. And that's also the essence of happiness. We know that ourselves from this world. 
that when we do things for others, it, it has a wonderful feeling in our hearts. And that we act selfishly, it has, I'll make up a word, an unwonderful kind of uh, sense in our hearts. So here, Hanuman, out of humility, but all, out of humility, but it's not just humility. It, there is, there's someone more intimate with God than him. Out of humility, he's pointing to him. It's not just that he's making it up. Um, <clears throat> and he almost goes there. He's so attractive, attracted by the, because it's Hanuman pointing to the Pandavas by their intimate relationship with Krishna, where there is that freedom of, of, of love, not restricted by obligations, duty, fear, distance. But, you know, he has his own sweet av, his own relationship with Krishna, which is completely pure. <clears throat> but it's in a reverential mood of, of Dasyaras. This is his servant. So he's pointing to the Pandavas, and now he's describing them. I believe he's describing them to Narada Muni to encourage him on his search to move forward. And here, the key word here is Bhagavat Priyat, Pravitti, Samraje, Pravitti. Uh, he is Tesham among them, Jeshtasya, the eldest, Samraje, Pravitti, uh, who, who is involved in ruling the state, Bhagavat out of love out of love, which is antithetical to the reason why most people rule and look at the mess of the world. And that's why Bhakti Siddhanta said the only lack in the world is of Krishna consciousness. Um, look at the world when there's no guidance, there's no knowledge, and there's so many unnecessary conflicts, people trying to rule, people trying to control. Um, but here, his involvement is Bhagavat Priyat, out of love for the personality of God at Atta, therefore, Bahu Vidha, some of his kingdom, Sampada, so much assets, opulences, um, that bahub, varieties of opulences, deva, durlaba, difficult to attain by even the demigods. Krishna gives and Krishna takes, and it's all his mercy. But um, what's that verse? Sahayagya prajashishpa parovacha prajapati anena vishap. He sent forth in this world, you know, men and demigods and said, do sacrifice, and by that you'll be happy and spiritually advanced. Nayam lokas tayagyasya kuto Without sacrifice, there's no happiness in this life or the next. And we should repeat that many, many times in our minds. 
without sacrifice. There's, there's sacrifice and there's selfishness. We have to come to the platform of sacrifice. Because sacrifice is the, the, the door to love. There's no love without sacrifice. So, and then, because, therefore, he, the God has organized this world that there's a reciprocation with piety. Because he wants people to sacrifice. So if people do yagya, saha yagya, prajashrishva, if they do yagya, then there's opulence. And therefore, we can't underestimate, actually, the importance of the Krishna consciousness movement. Yagyai, Sankirtana, Prayer, Yajanti, where intelligent people do Sankirtan. We can't imagine the, 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 the benefit of that and the urgency of that and how Prabhupada felt the urgency of that. Because the world is falling apart. 2024, my God. When, when, when a car goes at break, break, breakneck speed, it's going to crash. And with material civilization, it's just accelerating. With the wrong faith or objective, how to enjoy and control. And the people who enjoy and control give people the illusion that they'll give them so many gadgets where they can control and enjoy. But the wrong faith. how we can serve and love. So, and I, I told you what, 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 what Prabhupada, what Narayamarch told me that, that, that when Prabhupada would come to his room, when he would come to Prabhupada's room, because Prabhupada was senior, when Prabhupada lived in the Keshavaji Gaudiamat, and Prabhupada had a quilt, but because Prabhupada left everything when he left home, there were hole, there were holes in the the quilt, so it's stuffed with cotton. So Prabhupada took off after he took Sanyasa's Uttariya's top piece and put it down so the Raimarj could sit. He said, but in that condition, Prabhupada kept on talking about the Pandavas who ruled the world, but still were a Kinchina Gotra. They were of the lineage of those who felt they had nothing. Because they saw every, and that's spiritual vision. You see everything is God's energy and meant for his service. So Hanuman is appreciating this because he sees this core devotional feeling. So a lot of times because these points are, are it seems to be honing on the same points. I, I may just read and, and let's see what we can comment. Commentary, if if the Pandavas had no interest in royal opulence, why were they so entangled in it? Only as a burden of love, King Yudhisthira accepted the responsibilities of the throne because they afforded a great opportunity to spread Krishna consciousness. Humility means to surrender to God's will. That's what humility means. And sometimes God's will is to be bold and forceful <laughs> and to control, as it is Maharaj Yudhisthira. 
So he does it as a service. And when you do things as a service, your interaction with Maya or the illusory energy is to give it to God. And therefore you start seeing it as God's. And therefore it doesn't have that effect of entangling you. He knew that two special kinds of service available only in the material world, killing demons and preaching to the conditioned souls, please the Lord, even when they involve what seems to be material entanglement. Yeah, when you deal with those things, right? Preaching, there's so much facilities. It's a very fine line. Prabhupada told us to be very careful not to waste a farthing penny in Krishna's service. Um, waste means want. If you waste Krishna's energy in the future, you will want it. So... Sri Sita Goswami says, Api Palad Dharma Raja Pitrivad Ranjayan Praja Nispiha Sarvakamebhya Krishna Pada Nusevaya. Emperor Yudhisthira administered generously to everyone during his reign. This is a quote. He was exactly like his father. He had no personal ambition. It was free from all kinds of sense gratification because of his continuous service unto the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna, Bhagavatam 1.12.4. So real renunciation is not um, staying aloof from the objects and use of the objects of the senses, but it's being detached, indifferent to them. There's a difference between renouncing something and being indifferent to it. They were really indifferent to it. And therefore they could possess it for Krishna's service. Raj, Raj, Rajayan Praja, gratifying the citizens. Now it described how opulent it is and, and what Prabhupada wants to make the point that it's, it's not just the leader's role to make sure people have all the material needs. That's his responsibility. But for the higher objective of changing consciousness, because ultimately happiness is not things, but it's how you look at things. So it does not mean that Maharaj Yudhisthira, Yudhisthira Maharaj, pacified them with bread and circuses or a booming materialistic economy. It means he encouraged them to become Krishna conscious and made all practical arrangements towards that end. The pleasure of pure devotional service is the only real source of satisfaction for all living beings. I'm reading very prayerfully, so when I hit a sentence that really hits me, I'm going to read it again. The pleasure of pure devotional service is the only real source of satisfaction for all human beings. The pleasure of pure devotional service is the only real source of satisfaction for all human beings. 
so important actually to come to these classes and others to hear from the great acharyas and Srila Prabhupada with faith so that we can have the proper objective in life. Because that's the worst tragedy when your faith is in something temporary that will ultimately lead to misery, but you're thinking it's the goal. That's the story of the material world. We see it played out, you know, with the rich and famous, how miserable they are with material goals because it is filled with duality. Can't imagine these people with the big yachts and the big parties and all these things. Uh, yeah, I, I described my analogy is, is it's like, you know, the, the last meal on death row. I, I mean, how much can you enjoy it? The pleasure of pure devotional service is the only real source of satisfaction for all human beings. As Narada tells Shonakarishi in Sri Hari Bhakti Shudaya. Ah, you are most extremely fortunate because the entire population is being empowered by you spiritually. The truly fortunate leader of society is one who can instill devotion for Lord Hari in the hearts of people tormented in material existence. The truly fortunate leader of society is one who can instill devotion for Lord Hari in the hearts of people tormented in material existence. The truly fortunate leader is one who can instill devotion for Lord Hari in the hearts of people tormented in material existence. Material life is tormented because it has that duality. That is not eternal. Nasate vidyate bhavo nabavo vidyate. It's not eternal. So you get that kind of duality in it. Um, so people tormented by material existence. Thus Sita Goswami further states about King Yudhisthira. Um, he was talking about his opulence, etc. But because he was absorbed in the service of the Lord, nothing could satisfy him except the Lord's service. In Vedic civilization, the ruler of a kingdom had the right to claim one-sixth of the citizen's total wealth to maintain the government and his personal household. A king also received one-sixth of the people's karmic reaction, which in a pious domain like that of the Pandavids made a great, great stock of good karma. Following the lead of King Yudhisthira, then his brothers, they weren't also attracted, and they cooperated in the zeal in upholding the highest principles of human civilization. My God. Wow. Qualified leaders. So rare. Rajasu yas vame daadi. Text 113. Maha punya Vishnu Lokadeo Trapi Jambu Dwipad Hirajita. By sacrifices like the Rajasuya and Ashvameda, he has earned pious cr cr 
credits great enough for attaining the world of Lord Vishnu. And while still in this world, he rules the entire sphere of Jambudweep. So there's a, there's a, a science in the material world. And, you know, the, how to perform, you know, the sacrifices which invoke a result. It's there, and, and people know that. I told you, I have, he's actually become kind of a friend of mine, Prabhupada's, the grandson of Prabhupada's first disciple, whose name was Acharya Papaka Mishra. He's a, I don't know, since the age of eight till the age of like 44, he was trained by his guru in Tantra, not bad Tantra, but how to perform sacrifices to invoke, you know, certain results. So there's a science there. And Maharajudasthya performed the most powerful, the Rajasuya and Ashvamedha. These are like, it says Mahapunya. Rajasuya, Ashramedha, Adi, and others, Mahapunya, Archita, he, he earned Mahapunya great pious credits. Um, so, commentary Vedic sacrifices usually earn their performers material benefits up to the attainment of heaven. But because Yudhisthira conducted the Rajasuya and Ashramedha sacrifices in pure Krishna consciousness and offered all the fruits to satisfy Sri Krishna, the benefits of Yudhisthira derived were transcendental. His engagement in sacrificial rituals only increased his exclusive devotion for Krishna. So he performed these rituals not just for material benefit, but to um, help rule the kingdom for God and to create prosperity, because that was his service. So kings should see that, this, that the citizens are peaceful so they can pursue spiritual life. So part of their duty was material, and he did it. But he did it... Um, for Krishna, for his seva, and therefore it only increased his exclusive devotion. By performing the Rajasuya and Ashramedha sacrifices, Yudhisthira earned the privilege to enter Vaikuntha. Included automatically in this privilege was the right to visit the heavenly planets of Indra and every other material planet. The joy of life in Vaikuntha automatically includes all the joys found in Swargaloka and elsewhere. In addition to these benefits for the next life, Yudhisthira prospered in this life as well. But still, the demigods are lining up to take birth in this miserable Kali Yuga <laughs> so that they can develop humility. Um, and attract God's mercy, which is a greater opulence and a greater grip than anything else. And we have to be convinced of that. The best thing in the world we could have right now if we surrender. The highest happiness we can have right now if we surrender. 
Trilokya Vyapakam Svacham Yashascha Vishaya Pare Suryanam Spriyaniyaye Sarva Dosha Vibarjita. His pure fame is known throughout the three worlds. His faultless possessions invoke the envy of the gods. Suryanam, the demigods. His swacham yasha, his pure fame. Um, Triloka, known throughout the three worlds. And Vishaya, his the objects of his possession, Pareya superior. And Sarvadosha, they're free from all faults because. There's no karma in what he got because he the kingdom, he did everything for God. So what came is not a karmic reaction. It, it's the mercy of Krishna. So what a position he has. So therefore, Hanuman's telling Narada, you go there. Krishna pisada janita, Krishna eva samarpita, nashakam kam api pritam, Rago, the king achieved all this opulence by Krishna's mercy and has offered it all to Krishna. It never had any power to please him. These powerful objects, you got to understand what the modes of nature are. There's the shapes. When I talk about the shapes, I'm talking the fragrance, the touch, the sight, the hearing. They're, 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 they're subtle strains of matter that create shapes of matter that can satisfy um, your particular desires. That's what the modes of nature are. They're a product of our desires. We want to enjoy separate from God. And God has created these three strands of matter that in all aspects of, of existence can create an experience uh, for you to enjoy. So it's so powerful, the modes of nature, the opposite sex and, and good food, so many things. And therefore, you know, even Pisadam, Oh Lord, this material body is a lump of ignorance and the senses are a network of path leading to death. Somehow we have fallen into this ocean of material existence. Of all the senses, the tongue is the most voracious and uncontrollable. But you've given us this nice besotum just to help us conquer the tongue. Now let us take to our full satisfaction in glorifying Radha Krishna and beg for the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahapasad Govinde Nama Brahmani Vaishnave Svalpa Punya Rito Raja Vishvaso Nabajayate. But it never had the power. It never had the power at all to allure him into the world of karma. He saw everything as, as Krishna's and meant for his service. So Hanuman is pleading, you know, you please, you please go there. Commentary, 
Yudhisthira Maharaj had his command all that a civilized gentleman would like to enjoy in this world. Even the demigods on the higher planets can only dream of such opulence. And he not only enjoyed fabulous opulence in this life, but it could expect still more in the next. Because Yudhisthira was a pure devotee, even his material riches were faultless. In contrast to the wealth, knowledge, and other assets of people in this world, his assets were permanent because the source was Sri Krishna's satisfaction rather than the material course of karma. Neha bhikamanashosti pratyavayo navidyate svalpam apyasya dharmasya chayate mahatobya. In this endeavor of Krishna consciousness, there's no loss or diminution. It's not karma. It, it remains part of your soul. So what he did, it's eternal. In contrast, when Yudhisthira offered his assets back to Krishna, no possibility remained that they would corrupt him. These, those assets being dedicated to Krishna in selfless love can only further explain the virtue of Yudhisthira's character. Okay, so we'll continue going. Radhe, 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 Radhe. Krishna Premagni Dandaya Mananta Karanasyahi Shud Agni Vikalasyeva Visha Shrak Chandanadaya. Since his heart always burns in the fire of love for Krishna, those garlands, fine garments, and sandalwood pulp attract him no more than they would attract a man afflicted by the fire of hunger. He's just, everything is love. It's not about himself. The things he has is for Krishna and Krishna's service. I told, I think, the last time that I was preaching to this aristocratic South American lady. And she was really sincere. Dressed nicely, had a beautiful apartment in the Upper West Side, but she was ready to give everything to Krishna. But she had needs and she had desires. But when you have that goal of giving everything to Krishna, those needs and desires become part of Krishna consciousness in the sense that you need them to be peaceful for the higher endeavor of Krishna consciousness, but you don't become entangled by them. Commentary, the slightest touch of pure praying, love for Godhead destroys all faults in a devotee. It satisfies the devotee so completely that nothing inferior can divert his attention. Because it's sandrandana visheshatma, it's it's condensed. Consciousness is condensed on God, on reality, and that energy of our relationship with reality. To outsiders, the effects of praying may seem painful. The devotee seems to burn in torment while separated from the Lord. 
And even while enjoying the Lord's company, he burns an apprehension of separation to come. This is going to be described later in terms of the gopis. This kind of torment that's really pleasure. And and and, and Vishwanath Trikavati Thakur, someone described it. It's I and I I, I again with a good humor man. When we used to grow up, the ice cream truck would come, we'd hear the bells. You know, our mother would give us 15 cents and we we'd look at, at and you know pick out the one. And we'd ask the the good humor man, which was good humor ice cream, we'd ask the good humor man, um, can we have some dry ice? And then you know, you press it on someone, and even though it was cold, it burned. The cold burned. So the, that that example is trying to give to show you that. It has one effect, but actually it's it's the opposite of what it is. So it's torment, but it's bliss. But in fact, viraha bhav, devotional service and separation, is the highest essence of loving and in, 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 intimacy, ecstasy. The intimate devotees in Sri Vrindavan exper constantly experience viraha bhav. As Sukadev Swami says in describing the fall season in Vrindavan, Asrishya Sama Shitoshnam, Prasuna Vama Madatum, Janastapam Jahur Gopyo, Nakrishna Ritti Chaitasa, except for the gopis whose hearts had been stolen by Krishna, the people could forget their suffering by embracing the wind from the flower filled forest. This wind was neither hot nor cold. Bhagavatam 10, 20, 45. Yeah. At the best season, the wind is not hot or cold. It's so ple ple pleasant. The gopis of Vrindavan were so intensely absorbed in Viraha Bhav that the cool breezes of autumn only increased the burning in their heart because this was the time of the year when the fever of their hankering to be with Krishna reached its peak. Hanuman cites the analogy of a man suffering from hunger. The fire of extreme hunger dries up all the elements of his body so they can no longer enjoy the pleasure of clothes or other objects of enjoyment or even the association of family and friends. Possessing worldly hunger merely adds to his frustration. Only when his hunger is removed will he be relieved of anxiety. Similarly, the gopis can be satisfied only by the company of Krishna. Mm. Only by the company of Krishna. What was the point I was going to make there? Hare Krishna, Hare. Yeah, you know, there's eight stages of prema, the highest level. Um, <clears throat> Bhav, Prema, Sneha, Anurag. Um, anyway, there's eight. But the Prema, the Prema, Prema stage, the first stage described in Prema is that in association with Krishna, the greatest. The suffering seems like the highest bliss. 
And wait, wait, wait. In union with Krishna, the highest suffering seems like the highest bliss. And in separation from Krishna, the greatest pleasure seems like the, the, the torment. Just like Radharani and Jawa, it's separation from Krishna, and she's burning in separation, and they make a bed of lotus flowers and sandalwood paste and, and so many. And she's 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 burning in anxiety. But in the morning, when she was cooking for Krishna, and there were a hundred clay stoves in the middle of the summer, she was in the greatest pleasure. So Aho kim apare sima dropadi mahashi bara tadrisha pratara sima bimasain arjuna daya. Just see, his superlative queen is none other than Srimati Dropadi, and his brothers are such men as the blessed Bhimasain and Arjuna. The Priya Deha Sambandan, the Chutur Varga Sandanat. Param Shri Krishna Padabja, Prema Sambandata Priya. They are dear to him not because of bodily ties or because they help him reach the four goals of material life, but because of their loving bond with the lotus feet of Krishna. So that's where the love exists in the spiritual world. It exists <laughs> between people because of their connection with Krishna, that gives the value to all relationships. Commentary, it is true that Yudhisthira was very much attached to his brothers and wife, but that attachment was not material. It was based not on identification of material bodies, but on the pure spiritual identities of him and his family as eternal servants of Krishna. Srimati Draupadi was the most excellent queen that any emperor could have. And she was empowered with, with, the, with the beauty and other transcendental qualities of Lord Krishna's consort, Lakshmi Dev. But Yudhisthira's affection for her was not like being attracted by these qualities. He was completely immune to such attraction. Yudhisthira's brothers and wife also offered him valuable assistance in fulfilling his responsibilities for dharma, artha, kama, and moksha. These four material aims of life have were all also powerless to distract him from his attachment to Krishna's lotus feet. He cherished his connection with Bhima, his other brothers, and Draupadi only because they had pure devotion for Krishna. Anything or anyone associated with Krishna is dear to a pure Vaishnava. It's, it's such a fact. When we're Vaishnavas, then devotees attract us. And the more devotion they have, the more surrender they have, the more enlightened they are is, is, is in relationship to Krishna. Um, the more attractive they become to us. So when Krishna came together in either causal or lifetime relationships, they naturally develop love for one another. So when the Vaishnavas come together in either casual or lifetime, they naturally develop love for one another. They relish great pleasure in 
tasting together the rasas of Krishna consciousness. Their spiritual ass assets expand as each devotee's good qualities magnify those of her spiritual companions. In the family of the Pandavas, the wife and younger brothers especially benefited from following the lead of Yudhisthira. Well, that's the Vaishnava society. Machita matkata prana, bodhiyantas parasparam, bodhiyantas parasparam, enlightening one another. Okay, one more verse. Vanarena mayate sham. Nirvaktum shakyate kiyat mahatmyam bhagavan veti bhavan eva dika dikam. But what can a forest monkey like me say about the Pandavas? Your lordship already knows much more than I about his glories. Commentary Hanuman is not actually the subhuman creature he presents himself to be. He speaks in this way only from deep humility. By calling Narada Bhagavan the best of spiritual masters virtually equal to God, he acknowledges that Narada already knows very well the greatness of the Pandavas. So Hanuman suggests that Narada, rather than spend more time listening to him, should at once proceed to the kingdom of the Kurus. Thus ends the fourth chapter of part one of Srila Sanatana Goswami's Briyat Bhagavatamrita, Bhakta, the Devotees. I, a second. Okay, here we go. Oops. Okay. Um, Jamuna Jaya was leading a retreat in, in Mexico. So she wrote me because she's very attached to these classes. Gail, any questions? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thank you. Yeah, a couple. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, we say that the devotees, they get the happiness of swarga. That's included in their devotion. You know, they get the happiness of swarga loka. <clears throat> but I'm wondering if it's, if it's not more accurate to say they they get the opulence of swarga because <clears throat> that the the happiness of swarga is sense gratification. Yeah, I think I think you could say that when when it means the happiness of a place. If if you're talking <laughs> colloquial terms, is in relationship to, um, especially you're talking about swarga, in relationship to material happiness. Yeah, so it, it's yeah, that 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 is there for them. They were already yeah, surpassed. Yeah, yeah, but like like you just did, the material happiness has no power over them, over them. So no, it has no power. But I'm just saying it's included. But it's yeah. available to them if they yeah, if they the wanted it. Yeah, the opulence is 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 there. Yeah, it's concluded. Yeah, all those things. Yeah, it's just that they they only want the opulence for yeah. Christian sake. Right. Yeah, Right, so they may want that opulence too to spread Krishna consciousness. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Eudistir specifically wanted the opulence because he wanted to encourage people in devotion and show that devotees don't necessarily have to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, but Maharaj, one other thing was um you know, the you know, the dry ice analogy thing. You know, so yeah. Radharani cooking under scorching heat, that was her greatest pleasure. But what's an example of the greatest the greatest pleasure being like the source of greatest torment? The, the example that's given in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is Radharani is in Jawa in separation. So the friends make her a bed and they put these cool lotus flowers and then thick sandalwood pulp and then more lotus flowers and they make this thick, cool bed. And she's tortured because <laughs> she's separate from Krishna. That's the example that's given. There may be another one that's given. Uh, yeah, because in that example, you know, it still seems like she's getting the greatest torment because it's the separation there still. Yeah, she's tormented. So the, ple the, the yeah, right. But, but I'm just saying, that's the idea that the pleasure indicating the separation is the greatest torment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want an example where she's receiving so much pleasure, but that pleasure that she's receiving is giving her so much pain. Because we saw the other thing, it seems more obvious, you know, that the greatest torment is giving her so much pleasure. But, you know, because what the gopis did for her with, with, the, with the bed of sandalwood and such, that was an attempt to relieve her torment. It wasn't that that pleasure was giving her pain. Yeah, but I guess it's time to say goodbye to everyone. Um, well, we're here. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'll think more of, of your, your example, uh, Gail. Thank you. Your question. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? This is Krishna Amrita. Thank you so much for the class. I also liked very much uh, that happiness is not things, but the way we look at the things. It's so important to understand. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tata Hare Gopinath. Krishna Maharaj. So great to see you. Hey, Hare Bo, Tata. Hare Bo. Who else want to say hello? It's Ishwari Sundri, Isabel. Oh, wow. Isabel. Hi, Krishna. Yeah, I love you. are on your way to work. and I'm losing well, you a little bit. I don't know if you could still hear me. I can still hear you, yeah. Okay. Hi, Krishna. Good. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much for the class. 
Looks very beautiful there. You're outside. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it's Wonderful. a very nice weather, Maharaj. Okay, Haribo. Great. Thank you very much Good. for the class, Maharaj. Thank you. Nice, nice, to, see, nice to see you. Thank you. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Suryaratna here. Suryaratna. Hi, nice to see you. Thanks for the class. Nice Send to me see a message. You. Okay. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna Garaj, Slogavina, thank you for class. Oops. Okay, we better go because it's very well.